Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and a Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. You know, I'll say normally at Carolina, but now they have Darnold. Remember, uh, Matt Rule had him at the Senior Bowl practices and evidently loved them and had to love them because he had a great week. But he's got Sam. I would say New England, Greeny, would be the team. New England is 15. You've got to believe the Saban-Belichick connection with, uh, with uh, Bill Belichick had with Brady. I've always said, hey, it's not, he's not Tom Brady, but he resembles Brady when Brady came out of Michigan. Mac Jones does. I have to believe New England would be incredibly active trying to go way up to get Mac Jones. That is Mel Kuyper, his latest mock draft outs. Trevor Lawrence still going to the Jags. Teron Merrick going to the Jags well at 25. He did a two-round mock draft, so we'll tell you who else could be coming to the Jags, according to Mel Kuyper uh, in the second round. More and more quarterback talk. As all the wave continues on Mac Jones Mm. to go to San Francisco, why am I still not buying it? It's like it, you're a moron right now if you say Mac Jones is not going to San Francisco. Well, I understand the smoke. Yes. I'm still not completely there, man. I think still, Justin Fields, I think Trey Lance. Lance, I think I think they could all be in play still. And I did, well, <laughs> I, by the way, let me say this. Yeah. I don't think they're in play for San Francisco, all of them. I think they have one in mind. Yeah. But I'm just not sure we know which one is in mind. And everybody thinks it's Mac Jones for sure. They do. I feel like we're thumb on Louise right now, man. And we're getting closer and closer to that cliff. Because I think you're still with me. You're still on Team Trey Lance? I, I feel more Trey Lance because it fits when you have a quarterback making the money Jimmy G is that you can sit him. Mm-hmm. I think anybody else you bring in, you might have to play them right away. Although Mac might have a little bit of feel for that. He could sit for a bit without a ton of pressure. I think you bring in Justin Fields, it feels like he's got to play mm-hmm. uh, right away. Yeah. Um, especially. But I, I'm just not convinced as, as everybody else. Now, they probably have some inside info that tells them well, that. But yeah. do you really think they're tipping their hand? I don't. Well, and Sports Illustrated, I'm sure you've heard of them before. You I know, and, and they're a, a non-subscription-based uh, you know, website, so I like I enjoy that a lot. But Connor Orr had his mock draft today as well. He did, huh? And he, he had Trey Lance going to San Francisco. Yeah, well, I yeah. agree with him. Yeah. Uh, I would. I tend to agree with that thought than the Mac Jones thought. And this is yep. not a knock on Mac, by the way. I just think for some reason everybody and, and they talk fit, and and then on the other hand, though, you hear people say anybody can fit in Shanahan offense. Yeah. I just. I don't know if it's my own. Wow, Mac has come out of nowhere to be Heisman Trophy candidate, national champ that Alabama big year, and now a top three pick? Like, where were we? We missed this thing locally. Like, What what happened five years between now and five, six years ago when he was at Bulls? What do you make of the second pro day for Justin Fields and Trey Lance? I was going to ask you that, too. I I think this is for teams like San Francisco, who went to see Mac Jones. and I don't know why they didn't just do this in the first place and get a pro day that wasn't on the same as the other quarterbacks. And it was also reported to by Embassy Sports that Justin Fields and Trey Lance are going to do workouts that are uh, drills used by the 49ers. It, so take that for what you want. Well, here's what I wonder. I almost get the that sense That was by like, Josh Alper, by the way, was reporting I almost that. get the sense, and that's fine. Maybe they're on display for the 49ers, but doesn't it almost feel like it's the agents in the camps of Fields and Lance and, and maybe even Mac Jones that are saying, hey, we want to show off because we want to be the third pick? Yeah. Like, isn't that kind of weird? See, to me, I don't know if this is more of NFL teams wanting to, uh, to do a second pro day or NFL players wanting to do a second pro day. 
Or, or like the like the, the the you know the the hopeful NFL players you want to do second pro day because like from the from the team side yeah you obviously want to see these guys again right you, you want to put them through the ringer again uh, kind of you know check every single box make sure that you've done your due diligence uh, you've monitored your p's and q's and you know exactly who this quarterback is going to be I don't know from the players perspective like do you really want to go through another pro day and like kind of have that pressure and stuff right before the draft. I don't know. Maybe they're embracing it. Well, I, I was going to ask you about that. I mean, he's going to do it. Is this going to be a thing? Is this just? I, is no. this? Is this the year? Is this the pandemic? Is I this just the no pro the days? Combine, combine yeah. all that stuff. I mean, two I pro days. I think one pro day is stupid. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I got to do. Well, like, I, mean, I don't know if they do it's anything. It's not stupid this year because you had to do something. Yeah, but, I guess. Uh, but um, you had to, Brent. Yeah. Like you had to see them. What would you want them to do? You just want to watch the film the whole time and that's it? What did I? I Come on, I'll man. be completely honest with you. Yeah, Austin, you and me put a board up right here, and this whiteboard's so we don't have to look at coups. Oh, and we, and shots fired. On that whiteboard, we put uh, back in uh, January and February. Yes. Um, and we put our board up. Yes. And then I go to their pro days. Yes. And I was like, damn, Trevor Lawrence looked good. Damn, Zach Wilson, whoo, how's a heck of a throw? Sure. Damn, Mac Jones looked good. Trey Lance, whoo, he's a good, a heck of an athlete. Yeah. Good on. They all look good. Nobody changed my mind. I still have them the way I listed. Nobody changed. The only thing that changes my mind on these guys is probably the interview process, the Mm, Zoom process, how they are on the board in that thing. I don't think one board changed. You you don't think Trey Lance's board changed when he played one game last year? You don't don't think his board changed at all? I think if I go back, okay, and I say, hey, San Francisco, this is a great – San Francisco's great here. San Francisco – uh, if you in ten years from now, if I can go back and ask Lynch, okay, and, and Shanahan, mm-hmm. and I say, hey, what did your board look like in uh, January? Mm-hmm. Okay, and they have uh, Trevor Lawrence and uh, Zach Wilson and whoever, right? They, they rank their quarterbacks, and then I say, okay, what does your board look like in April? Mm-hmm. And like, well, we moved this guy around, this guy around, and then I say, okay, well, why did you move him around? Uh, well, we watched the tape more. We got to know the kid, put them on the board, and the pro day, and I and and I ranked them in order of why that they moved on their board. Hmm. I think the pro day will come in dead last, without question. I think I think they would say See, what we 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 interviewed him a couple times. We got to know him a little bit. We got a little uncomfortable with this. This was a little bit of a red flag. I think that would carry more weight on moving him around, mm-hmm. and I think maybe even more of the film work would carry more weight before I, the pro day. I, I absolutely okay. Obviously, it's the film work first. Yeah, and, but they looked at a lot of film for the last 18 yeah, well, months. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, regardless of the comment, like, what we've always said, and we we share the same. Anybody is your, your film gets you basically where you're gonna get drafted. Like the yeah. the film is the most important part. It sets the whole thing in make, motion. Make right no, exactly. Uh, so make no mistake about that. But when we talk about a pro day, like you remember watching the combine all the time. Like what are some terms? That, like what are some adjectives that you always hear? Fluid hips, um, good hip control, ball control, all these things. Good feet. Well, it's because we're not talking about 40-yard dashes because everyone's 40-yard dash is good at the pro day. But, like, when you take them through the drills, then you kind of see, like, you look for the hip fluidity and and you look for how they can fit into your scheme. Because right now, like, what you see on film, you see potential. But what the, what the pro day does, and once again, it's a lot more than just 40-yard dashes and bench presses. What the pro day does is, okay, how is this guy going to look at what we ask him to do? Because it's so hard to watch a guy on his college room and say, okay, this is a great safety or this is a great edge rusher, but how can he do in our defense? Like, you don't really know that answer. 
that's where the pro day can kind of come in a little more because you can tailor drills that you need him to flourish at to say, okay, he's got fluid hips, uh, he's got strong hands, good. Let's put him in a 3-4 defensive end. He's made for that position. It's hard to tell all that just watching the film. So that's, to me, is where the pro day comes into play. Not so much the 40-yard dash, not so much the you know the the, the bench press or even like the, the Jody drills. To me, it's more of just the NFL-specific drills uh, due to positions. Yeah, and I can buy that. I, I'll, I'll buy that in this sense. I still don't know if I buy it from the GM and head coach point of view. I'll buy it if, like, Joe Cullen then goes to the pro day, right? And now he's right in front of you, and he's seeing you move, and it feels and looks a little different than well, the tape, you know? Yeah, listen. Uh, I mean, I, I'll, I'll share something with that's you. That's where I would I, – I, go ahead. You, oh, you've okay, been yeah. – you've lived yeah, it. Yeah, so. so the senior bowl. Even probably less than, and then with all due respect to the Senior Bowl, it's great, but with all due respect to them, it's probably even less celebrated than the Combine, right? Like, I think you'd rather go to the Combine than the Senior Bowl. Oh, no doubt, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, like, I have it on good authority that the reason why Joe Cohen was a big fan of me was because of the Senior Bowl, was because in practice, like, I was trying to be, like, the first one through every single drill. And he noticed that, and then he saw my effort. Now, you saw effort from me playing college and things like that, but the Senior Bowl was different because it was more of an NFL-geared practice, and it was a rough one. And I thought I adapted well to it, and so did Joe Cohen. And that, to me, was a big reason, once again, this is kind of by hearsay, of why they were interested in me in the first place. It was because my Senior Bowl, like, obviously I did okay, I scored a touchdown, all that stuff, but they were more impressed with my effort um, through each drill. So like that, you know, that's something you can't really see on film because all right, he's he's fast in this play, but how many plays is he in? Like we don't know. Yeah. All right. I gave you a little bit. I I would still like to ask the question: Do How it. many people move? I think it's more of a confirmation piece of the process, but I, but maybe people do move. Maybe there's something in there that really red flags them. You know, I mean, I I so, just haven't been a big believer, and that's why. That's why, what the hell are we doing two of them for? Th- no, no, for sure, no, two two is a little aggressive. <laughs> two is a little aggressive. I, I think. Listen, you, your film kind of shows the range that you can get drafted in. I think the pro days, the combines, the senior bowls, they make you go back and check the film possibly. Maybe there's a guy that kind of slipped through the cracks on the film that you didn't really watch. Because like, let's be honest, Brent, there's a lot of players out there. And maybe you go to the pro day, yeah. you know, he runs a great time, he has a great shot, whatever the case may be, he just looks good in, good in drills. That pro day will make the GM or the scouts go back and watch the film from college and maybe re-evaluate somebody. That's where it being crucial comes in. Yeah, and I think um, what you're – I think – your point right there about the pro day is my favorite part of the pro day. You get a guy, you get a pro day in Gainesville, and you have like some guys from Jacksonville University when they had the football program, and they'll go down. Sure. Or someone from Bethune Cookman, and they'll go over. Yeah. And now they're in front of eyes because Kyle Pitts is there and Canarius Tony's there, and there's an opportunity that presents itself. See, I think there's the value because those guys aren't getting invited to the well, combine, right? And how are yeah. you going to get all those people to Bethune Cookman or Jacksonville University? Probably yeah. not. Remember mm-hmm. the kid we had on last year? Of course. Remember he did all the fun yeah, stuff yeah, with yeah, the tape yeah. yep, just yep. to try to get attention. Yep. So, I I think there's those that's go- where there's value. I, I the, the think there's a ton well. of value. Come back from an injury because let's be honest, if you get hurt during the uh, your senior year of your college football uh, season, the combine's probably too you know soon after the season. If you have your pro day, maybe you can come back and do some stuff. So there's other things like that Fair as well. Fair enough. Uh, let's uh, get into this Mel Kiper mock draft a little bit. Let's dive deep. Uh, the the we talked about this a little bit. Are you shocked at Pat Fryermuth? Yeah. Everybody's yep. got this guy. It's like a top 50 yep. tight end. The yes. second guy off usually, maybe third. I mean, there's some mix there. And he went with Hunter Long yes. for the Jags at number 45. Like, where did that come from? Well, now, but before we get into that. And Friar, by the way, wasn't even in the first two rounds of Kuiper's draft. I know. 
Before we get into it, though, are there any coaches right now on this staff that are new that are from Boston College? And this is a serious question. Uh, I don't. That would know Hunter Long. I don't think so, but I'm saying that off the top of my head. I don't remember Boston College. Yeah, I don't. But like, like, my point is like that, that would coach him, and I don't think so. Because I think Quentin Ganther would. Okay, well, I don't think there is. Now, maybe I can do some more research on that, but I'm pretty sure there's not. When you have a guy in Tyler Bowen that has worked with Pat Frymuth in the past, and you have a guy like Urban Meyer who said he's going to rely on his position coaches um, to help establish, you know, the type of guys they can go after. I mean, to me, that's a no-brainer. I'll give you a little connection. <laughs> oh, oh, do we got one? Yeah, well, I'll give you a connection in this sense, and, and you might still be right about others, but uh, uh, the current coach at Boston College, Okay. when was he hired, though? Um, actually, uh, Jeff Halfley is the coach, and he went to Siena College, by the way. He used to cover those guys. Um, yeah, he, last year was his first year. Okay. He was at Ohio State in 2019. Wait, who was? As, uh, the, the, the head coach at Boston College. Oh, God. So, so there's your connection then. Maybe well, there's a little bit outside connection. I mean, Urban wasn't the coach in 2019. True, but, but probably still, still has around. a little bit of a. So. Maybe there's a little bit of tie there. I don't know. I mean, uh, listen, we're stretching out. The, the bottom line know, is, Fryermuth's not even in the top two rounds of Kuiper's draft. Yeah. And Hunter Long, all of a sudden, it's like, if Hunter Long gets picked and Fryermuth's still on the board, Jacks fans aren't going to know what to do with themselves because they're going to miss the Fryermuth fun facts. No. <laughs> Absolutely, because there's so many of them. But this is my point, though, Brent, is like, I get the feeling that Urban Meyer is going to rely on the staff just like he said he would. And I think if that's the case, then Fryermuth, he's, he's the shoe He's the absolute shoe. I know. That's why so, the connection has been there, right? With yes. Martin. Yes. So yeah. anyway, that's uh, that I think was one of the most notable things about his draft. Yep. You know, trying to get the Patriots a quarterback at number 10, all those things. That's no, fine. Yeah. Much to, uh, you know, Mel Kuyper's credit, though, Hunter Long he had the most receptions last year at the tight end position. Yeah. So take that for what you want. And at least he's a pass catcher. He is. Yes. <laughs> and not somebody who's just kind of go block. Correct. Because uh, the Jags need some dynamic nature of that uh, in that room. So uh, he's got Elijah Moore going 22. He's got Najee Harris to Pittsburgh right ahead of the Jags at 24. Uh, he's got... Uh, there's a couple other ones that I thought was pretty interesting. Barmore to Tampa Bay at 32. And so he goes a two-round draft. And listen, ton of receivers. You know what I took? My takeaway from Mel Kuyper's draft, mm-hmm. and actually if you start looking at more drafts, is that the Jaguars are not going wide receiver at 25. Just because so many are going to be taken already? No, because there's so many more to take. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There's just, Again, I mean, uh, we talked about this last week, man. It's the deepest position potentially year after year now. In the NFL draft, it might be the deepest position in all of sports. Yeah, but Brent, at the same time, I can show you last year's wide receivers. I can show you the good ones and the bad ones, but they got taken in the first two rounds. That's of last fine, year's but my draft. point is you have four picks, so you can take them at 33 or 45. Just make I sure just take the right one. 25, the Jags are not taking a wide receiver. No, and, and, like, and, I, and I'm with I, you. I just don't think they are. And I'm with you on that. Like, yes. He's got, by the way, you know, some people really around here like Rondale Moore. He's yes, got Rondale you know how I feel Moore. Call him the dark horse. He's got Rondale Moore back at number 60. Oh, seriously? I didn't see that. Number but, 60. Like, almost out of the first, uh, the no, second round. That's a little disrespectful. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and and past the Jags, even at 45, he's got 2-2 Atwell, like 49. Mm-hmm. Again, now Mel doesn't know exactly how this is going to unfold, but he's got Amari Rod- Rodgers at 46. Yeah. I mean, there are receivers for days, is the point, yes. to get in the second round. So, 
I actually like what Mel's doing here and staying away from receiver at 25. Now, he's got receiver at 33 because Kadarius Tony drops to 33. Mm-hmm. There are some people who think Kadarius Tony could be right around 20, 21, 22 in this draft. If Kadarius Tony falls to 33, uh, that's who he's got the Jaguars taking with that first pick of the second round. And then, of course, he's got Hunter Long with that second pick. So he adds some offense around uh, so, Trevor Lawrence. You know, and, and we can count him out here. And maybe I'm just wearing teal colored glasses, but don't you get the sense that this is all offense this year in this NFL draft? Like nobody's talking about the edge rushers. No one's talking about the defensive tackles. No one's talking about corners. No one's talking about safeties. Like last year, what did we have? We, I mean, we had Akuda. I, I sang a song about the guy, Brent. He did. That was good too. Via Heart, by the way. Yeah. And then we had Chase Young. You know, like this year it's all offense and i'm not sure if that's just because of the talent that's coming out i'm not sure because of the way the, the nfl is shifting towards now but we are not talking about defense and granted we're not talking about defense here because well you know urban meyer trevor lawrence and we're a little biased ourselves but i find it shocking that we're talking about all these wide receivers and all this stuff where are the edge rushers where are the defensive tackles where are the linebackers well that's the thing about this draft in a lot of ways i mean you look at the first 10 picks and it's almost like i feel bad for whoever takes the first defensive player you know, like if somebody takes a defensive player at seven or eight or nine, yeah. like Micah Parsons or somebody, Micah you're Parsons like, hey, Micah Parsons the first is a really good player, right? Yeah. Or, or Patrick Sertan, who I think is going to be a good player, right? Mel, Mel Kuyper's got Micah Parsons going to Denver at but, number nine. But So you do that if you're Denver, and then the Denver fans are like, oh, Jalen Waddle's still on the yeah, board, and yeah. you pass them up? Yeah. Right? Yeah. You almost feel bad for the first defensive player. It's that kind of draft. Yeah, but keep in mind, Micah Parsons ran like a 4-3, so put him at wide receiver if you really want to. It's going to be okay, Denver. So I get what you're saying. But I, I really do think my takeaway from Mel's draft thing, it hit me. It's like, you know what? There's just too many receivers. Take, and the Jags have had luck in the second round before. They've got a bevy of picks. Mm. Yeah, they got to get a tight end, but they can also get a receiver uh, in that second round. Yeah. I think they're going to wait to get value. And, and so I kind of like the way Kuiper's draft unfolded where they got Tony at number 33. Yep. Like that feels some value to me getting them in the second round, but they could also get some value at 45 or trade back in with some more of the capital that they've got. A lot of different ways to go here for the Jags. I just, I'm now convinced I'll be stunned if they go pick receiver at 25. You, you know where I stand. And I was an you advocate know, almost I'm on for team a little defense, bit for right? I'm on team defense. So let's reel it in a little bit. Let's get that safety covered up. Maybe get a Christian Barmore. Maybe this early second round. I'm a little surprised, though, because there was one guy who we were essentially doing a podcast on every single day, and now that has gone by the wayside, and we haven't mentioned this dude in probably a month. And, and I am shocked, Brent Martineau. And this is your dude, Patrick Sertan the second. Yeah. Why are we talking about him anymore? Are you off that wagon? or? No, I'm not off the wagon. He's, he's, he's not going to be for the Jags. They're going to go into 12, I think, right, to the Eagles. Number 12 to the Eagles, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, at least your going to be good. It's not like you want to trade up for or anything like that if he was to fall no, 15, 16, well, 17. They just signed Shaquille Griffin, and they've got uh, C.J. Henderson. You're not just doing saying, that. Okay. No. But, hey, but you have Jared Wilson, too. Can, can you upgrade the position? Yeah, well, Sertan's not going to play back where Jared Wilson's playing. I no, mean, I'm saying from the, the cornerback spot. Yeah, but not enough to trade up for. I mean, okay. you're going to upgrade the position because Mary's going to be there. We hope. Yeah. You know, that, that's why you would. I, yeah. I really think there's probably there's probably two or three players the Jags would say, hey, if they get down to 12 to 18, mm-hmm. let's take a look at going up and get. Yeah. I don't even know if there's that many. I initially had Sertan on the list, but that was before free agency and Griffin. Sure. Okay. But so there's still wide receiver. I guarantee you, if there's an Alabama wide receiver up there. You think they would trade up and get him? And, and they might be like. So yeah. I think I would put Pitts on the list, right? If Pitts somehow were to fall, Jags would That's say, "Hey, brainer. let's go make a play." But I think ten other teams might go make a play. 
receiver wise, I think that's an interesting one to watch. What if Devontae Smith were to fall to like number 14? Would you think about it, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Waddle, or if he were to go down, would you think about it? Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I'm not as in love with that because again, they had Marvin Jones. They got DJ Chark. They've got LaVisca Chenault. You can yeah. still get quality in round two. So you don't need to necessarily jump up to get a receiver. But see, Brent, we've seen the difference between quality and a dynamic playmaker. AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, dynamic playmakers. Right, and they were taken. Well, respectively, DK Metcalf fell a little bit, but AJ Brown, you have to go get him. You got you, you to be careful between all right, the value there and getting the guy that you want. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But if we look at guys that they really, really would covet if they slipped to say number fifteen, I think the list is short. Sure, that's what that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's a long list. Uh, although I would be excited about that, man. I'd love for them to jump back up and get somebody that they value. Mm-hmm. I just think Pitts is going to be enormous amount of capital. You're not going to do that, and he's not falling to 15. So, I don't think I thought Sertan would be in that conversation, but then they go get Shaq Griffin. Well, nah, don't need to do that. Sewell? Sewell, but, I mean, could you see Sewell dropping to, like, 15 or 12 or 13? I doubt it, but maybe. I mean, if, I Cincinnati, be, if Cincinnati doesn't take him, then you're talking about falling to maybe number 13 uh, where the Chargers are at. Yeah, I mean, it might be. Um, Which could very well happen. It could. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. Hey, let's uh, go to the phone lines right now. The Jacksonville Giants are back at it in the final four again. And Bernard Nugent joins us now, uh, one of the players, one of the star players for the Jacksonville Giants. I feel like we're all teammates here, Bernard. Brent Martin, Austin Lane. <laughs> I mean, we've all got ABA resumes. I mean, yours might be a little bit better, but we've all been there before. Yes, sir. <laughs> How you guys doing? Uh, ready to roll once again? I mean, this is old hat yeah. for you guys. Yeah, we got one last practice tonight before we get on the road tomorrow before we slide. Um, yeah, we ready, though. We're looking to bring the fifth, um, uh, my fifth championship to back to Jacksonville, the seventh total. Wow, so it'd be number five for you. Uh, what does this year's team look like? A lot of familiar faces again. Are you guys kind of similar to the way you've been? Are you better? Are you getting a little older and just trying to hang on? I mean, describe this year's team. Um, this year's team, we have a lot of shooters, and we have a lot of people that play their role and actually, like, get the job done and play defense. We have fun, and we believe in one another. Bernard, when we talk about last season, obviously it, it was kind of cut short with COVID-19, and you guys obviously want to go on with another championship. That never came to formality. Now let's fast forward to this year. You, you guys are back and everything. Like, did it take a while to adjust again to gel, or did you come in day one in the gym and like, hey, you guys are ready to work, guys are ready to play, and you kind of picked up from where you left off two years ago? No, we was a little rusty at first. Team, team, when we were playing in the beginning, like we was like not on the one accord. But as the season got like, like we got late in the season, we started getting better and better, and we undefeated. We never been undefeated before. Like going into the postseason, so we're trying to make history this year. Are we three games away? And so here's the deal: uh, you got final eight, the elite eight coming up on Friday, then uh, the final four on Saturday, championship game on Sunday. Three games in three days potentially. How taxing could that be? That's nothing compared to us. We got we got twelve players, so we we strong. So it's not gonna hurt us playing three games in three days because we got we got an awesome bench. And also starting five. Uh, we, we 12 strong. Any one of our players can go to any team and start. 
Bernard Nugent with us, Jacksonville Giants. So what do you know about who you're playing? Uh, I mean, what, what's uh, you guys obviously have a big target on your back because everybody knows what you've been able to do, seven ABA championships, um, and and you're the, probably the team to beat as an undefeated team. Who else is who can make some noise, might scare you a little bit? You, I, you probably wouldn't believe him, but I don't look at no other teams until we play them. I don't <laughs> I like it, man. Hey, so obviously, you know, me, uh, us being former teammates for one game, um, I remember playing basketball with you, man. I remember that game. And the thing that maybe stuck out to you about more than anything was the swag that you brought on the court. Now, you set yourself apart from everybody else in that team because it appears like you rock like this tie-dye shirt underneath your uniform every single game. Is there a special meaning behind the tie-dye shirt, and why do you rock it? Yes, sir. As a matter of fact, I'm bringing it back to the playoffs. It's my mom. She passed away two years ago. It's like her shirt. Well, she well, um, it give me a memory of her. Like all my all my siblings on the shirt. Wow. It just yeah, it just a mean it's a meaningful shirt. So I wore every game last year. I haven't wore it this year. But I'm wearing it, I'm bringing it back in the playoffs. I already put it in my bag. Wow, that's I like it. That's, that's, that's a, a great tribute. Yeah, that is a great tribute. Uh, fantastic story. So you. You wore it last year in honor of your mom. Uh, you just decided not to wear it this year. And what made you bring it back out for the playoffs here? Uh, because like as I wrote, I made a post the other day, and like she's like the sixth man this year. Like she's like been up like the whole like it's just crazy. It's, it's been a crazy year. And wow. like she just been. It's like she's been there with me. So I'm just gonna bring it back out for the playoffs. Well, I hope that I like shirt it. works for three more W's, man. Bring home another ring. It would be number six for you, number eight for the Jacksonville Giants. Unbelievable now, run. It would be, uh, be number five for me. And then uh, I'm not playing in the All-Star game this year. Um, I'm cause The All-Star game is before the playoffs. So I'm going to play a couple possessions and sit out for the rest of it. Yeah, make sure you are uh, ready to roll three games in three days. So, um, hey, good luck to the Jacksonville Giants. Thanks for joining us, man. Yes, sir. Thank you all. All right. Thanks, Thanks Bernard Nugent, Jacksonville Giants, as they are on the road for the Elite Eight Final Four championship game all in one. It's almost surprising now. Seriously, is almost surprising if the Jacksonville Giants don't win the ABA championship. Oh, yeah. Like, they've reached that point. I mean, it's to the point now where if you don't win a championship, it's a disappointing season. Yeah. Not too many teams can say that in any kind of sport. Well, and here's the thing uh, that will, if for some reason they don't knock on wood, I hope that doesn't there happen. There that wood, yep. Um, but it's their fault for not inviting us. That's a good point. Like, we didn't play. They probably well, did invite us. Well, me, more. I mean, you know, you, well, one of us. You, you throw us in there. Like, I mean, I played a few times. I mean, yeah, I think if I played yeah. during the the season for them, they okay. win a title. Okay. Hey, you played last year. It's called yeah, two years ago. It would have been because COVID was canceled last year. You know. Okay, so you two didn't play ago. during the last year's season. Didn't play like, like last you year's didn't season. help spurn COVID well, on. No, no, You're I didn't playing. help spur and COVID okay. on, um, but I helped spur Mr. Because Th- I was Mr. Thanksgiving, remember? Because I, I was, was I was stuffing, stuff. I was stuffing the stats, yeah. assists stuffed steals. by the rim on the dunk well, attempt. No, nah, that didn't happen though, Brent, because we had the video. So I don't know what you're talking about, man. You got a technical in two minutes. I did. Okay, you think they want you back on the team? How many points did you have? Enough. How many career points do I have? Enough. I have career points. Brad, but it's like when the kid, like, you know, like, the, the kid had good grades. So like, they bring him out there and shoot a couple free throws in the game because yeah. they feel bad. Yeah. That's, that was you. Yeah. Like, nobody was covering you. That's I'm true. getting a maximum effort. Oh, this guy's a former Jaguars player. Let's see how kind of athlete he is. I had to go above and beyond. Bro. Nine career I was ABA points. Double teamed. I was Nine double teamed. 
Just wait till I play for the Iceman. Then, then, we'll, then we'll talk about it a little <laughs> yeah, bit. That, you can have that title. Bro. I'll take that title. I, will I can't have no wait. points and no I'll fights for the Iceman. Just wait till the playoffs, man. <laughs> Enforcer, man. Just I will have no minutes. shifts. <laughs> That's what you call it. Hey, shock your mock season's on the way. Maybe we should shock Mel's mock. Yeah. Uh, it's coming up. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau. Uh, then I said... Still looking for his fourth career sack. Austin Lake. I'm spending pretty much every single day with somebody for pretty much two years now that you know somebody. And they surprise you. <laughs> I sit here before you right now, and I am surprised. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Trevor Lawrence was a guy that at times had people breathing down his neck in a way that Zach Lawrence could not have, Zach Wilson, excuse me, could not have dreamed of out at BYU. And we're all of a sudden going to use that as an indictment or say that he is more pro-ready. No, the offense that he was in did some more things to help him. Quite frankly, I would have loved to have seen what Trevor Lawrence would have looked like in an offense that was shifting, moving, motioning, and getting guys open as often as the one that worked with Zach Wilson in BYU. But we didn't get that. Instead, what we've got is a six foot four Teflon quarterback that played for Clemson that is ready. He's good to go. We need to not overthink this too much. It's Mike Golick Jr. You would have got that, Austin. You were eating lunch. Of course, man. That's my dude. You were just getting ready to roll. Yeah, I was trying to prep myself a little bit, get those last extra needed calories in before we uh, unleash on somebody. Well, let's do it. Let's right, uh, right, right not now? mess around. Are okay. you ready? Do you need a little more warm-up time, a little can, yoga? Can I burp quick? Sure. Just shut off your mic. There you go. Is that better? Feel a little better? That's yes. good? Yep. Good. Yeah. It was, it was a weak one. That was pretty weak. I was expecting something like the alphabet being <laughs> burped out. Nah, man, I'm actually kind of a a weak burper, if you will. <laughs> Lanes haven't been known for their their burping skills. It's been plaguing our family for years. <laughs> yeah. Even my son, horrible burper. What are you, you going to do though, man? You can't, you can't be good at everything. You know, basketball, yeah. hockey. I just see if you can burping. do armpit noises. I mean, that's I should carry some weight. Yeah, that's going to get him uh, <laughs> through kindergarten for sure, at least. And I still love doing that. Oh, yeah. I bet, I bet you're one of those kids, man. And, and, you know, <laughs> I had like a little phase where that, that was good. I say with all due respect. I say with all due respect. I don't think I was one of those kids. That's what makes it kind of like more like that was entertaining to me I though, was for a bit. You know? 100% that kid. Yeah. I can do it with my <laughs> hand. Oh, here we go. Yeah, Let's get it. Let's get it. We would do that with the teacher. I know another kid in my class knew how to do it. We would just make random noise and the teacher wouldn't know who it was. <laughs> <laughs> By I the mean, way, did you uh, like no, nah, <laughs> we're going to get to shock your mock. What I want to know is, is shock your mock as booming as Bitcoin is today? Oh, yeah. Flex stock going up. Dogecoin is going up, too. I see. Uh, I guess all the coins are going up today. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, I'm the, still going to forever call it doggy coin. So, I mean, come on. You have to I mean, call it doggy Do we coin. really have to call it? Doge Doge coin. coin. I mean, Doge, if you're going to market Doge. it, just market it. Doggy that's how, I mean, coin. have you seen the memes? It's doggy I coin. I know. I yeah. mean, yeah. That's. Yep. Did you see the April Fool's joke that somebody actually, I guess, bought because it went up a little bit where they said Elon Musk was going to put, uh, like, the logo on the moon, which would be a very on-brand Elon Musk thing <laughs> yeah, to do? I think that was just a joke I for April Fool's. I think uh, there's a lot of jokes yeah. out there Speaking right of now. fools. It's time to shock your mind. Let's get it. He is none other than the Shock Master! Gonna shock yo Mark! We're gonna shock! Brutality, don't you think? Shocking. On a shock, go back. We're going to shock, go back. Shocking upset. 
Any guesses from what that first quote is from? No. No? Totally <laughs> given up on it. The You've brutality one, right? Shocking brutality. And I even gave you guys a hint as well. Yeah, I don't know. Nothing, huh? Do you, do you need another hint? You might have to. I mean, I, this is my so, last chance to okay, guess. Well, oh, well, the, yeah. In this clip, and this is going to give it away. In this clip, the main person is talking to his mailman. The main person... I definitely haven't seen this movie. So, then it's not a not a movie. A show then definitely a show. He's talking <laughs> to his mailman. I've said too much already. If you can't figure it out by now, then I I don't th- shock yourselves. Okay. I'm shocked. Good. Let's get to the shock your mock. Okay. Good. Good. And I'm gonna marinate on that for a bit. Good. 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 Speaking of marinating, are, are, am I are my eyes okay or why is this so hard to read right now, Coos? Thumbs are thumbs are halfway up right now. Thumbs no, are not fully up. Yours isn't loaded. Brent, can you read that? It's a little hard to read, right? Or is it just me? Uh, no, it's pretty hard to read. It's right, a little fuzzy. You. All right, Coos. Yeah, no, it just I, might be it's the a rendering thing. It's a, is it, are you watching it on YouTube? I yeah. am watching it on yeah, YouTube. Yeah, it's a rendering thing. Try refreshing yeah. it. That's why when I'm out on the road all the time, which sure. by the way, first time back in quite a while. It's yeah. good to yeah, see it's you guys. Good to have you back. Um, yeah. But we didn't that's you. why I'm like, what is that? That's why I have a hard time reading it because it's a little fuzzy and off the phone. Okay. Usually. Okay. So it's just it's okay. Oh, boo! I mean, Chris, that, that's that's 4K. That's 8K. That just Coos, it just my man. What happened? Sorry, <laughs> he thinks he thinks you did something. I did. I, I was, yeah, like, it was all. I, I thought it was a. <laughs> it I just it was a your mock sabotage like, on his last day here. It was like the Ethernet just like kicked in a little bit more. I just, it just went up a couple I of whatever they go. I thought it was a shock your mock sabotage on Kuz's last day for a little <laughs> bit. Okay, my bad. We're back. Thumbs are up. We got bold take Hall of Famer now. I'm not sure what the bold take would be. That's the podcast. Could be. I don't even heard those guys that run that podcast over there. But you seem to mention him a lot lately with the toaster thing. It could be. Maybe he's got to have. Like, maybe he's been on the show. Maybe he just had a really good take that was mentioned someplace. I don't know. But it's at DJ Delphonic, I believe, at Twitter. Now in this picture, because I did my research, obviously this guy checks out. By the way, he's a Jaguars fan. A lot of Jaguars stuff going on. Uh, on his timeline, but in his picture, he's got a picture. Uh, <laughs> in his picture, he's, uh, so he's drinking, got a picture in picture. He's got a picture in picture, <laughs> and he's drinking out of a coffee mug that's, that it says Dunder Mifflin. Brent, what show is Dunder Mifflin from? And if you can't answer the question, then get off the show. Dunder oh, Mifflin. Brent. See you. See you later. Seriously. Oh, Brent. Dunder Mifflin, paper company. From Pennsylvania. Brent, how? You know what, man? Just, just, just go back on the road, dude. I mean, come on, man. Like, I sit next to you every single day, and you can't even answer me that question. Michael Scott? Michael Scott. It's the office. Office. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there yeah. we go. Yeah. Energy I'm out the window. I'm actually surprised I got it then. <laughs> team, team, don't, don't give yourself any credit. Okay. I'm surprised I got don't it on Michael Scott. Don't give yourself any credit. Somebody you must have said something about Michael Scott recently. I, was I like, did. Remember? We have someone here that works at, uh, that's named Michael Scott, and so I said, yeah. why has nobody made The Office joke yeah, yet? Yeah, and that must be it that stayed in my mind, because yeah. all the rest of it, yeah. I've never watched The Office. And, and that's not a bad thing. It's, it's an okay show. But I'm not mad at you. A little disappointed, though. This is the first time I've been disappointed with you going to shock your mouth. All right, cool. Let's get it. Put up that put up that line up there. Thumbs are up. Do I got to refresh or should it just be popping no, up in a second? Up, All right. Well, pick number one. It's not up here yet. I probably got to refresh the button. It is what it is. But pick number one. No spoilers here. Brent, you've heard of this guy. You really haven't heard of The Office, but you've heard of this guy, Trevor Lawrence. All right. Um, 
what will Moore's are to say? A uh, recipient wow. of a brand, there it is, a recipient of a brand new uh, aggressive toaster. Some would say the most aggressive toaster. And by the way, I got, and this isn't a Trevor Lawrence issue, but if you sell toasters for, like, what, 300 bucks, have more than, like, 800 Twitter followers. I'm just saying. Like, how do you sell something for that much and it almost costs as money as Twitter? Like, they don't have any followers I don't followers think, like, I need to follow a toaster company. For 200 bucks, you do for pop. <laughs> yes, you should. You absolutely I, should. They they are actually following you. No, they're following six people. Okay. Okay. And I like this. One of them is a media member in town. Ooh. Not you. Not me. What? One of them is Folio Weekly. Okay. One of them is John Phillips, which is kind of combined with Folio, Folio Weekly, Weekly because he did a little uh, a spinoff, I think, yeah. of uh, of Dilla, yeah. and he gave away uh, with a donation. Okay. Um, and one is Dilla. Okay. One is Bobby Bones. Huh. Okay. Who's Bobby Bones? Uh, he's like a, a country guy. Country radio guy. Yeah. Yep. And um, you and the other is like Gadget Flow. I don't know what that is. And and you shared this with the, the Jacksonville audience and didn't get a follow back. I didn't. Yeah. Okay. No. It's unfortunate. By the way, someone got the answer right on what quote that thing's from. They just put it up here. Seinfeld. The correct answer was Seinfeld, everybody. It is Seinfeld. Nate Runner 2K2 uh, just said it. Yep. All right, so let's get back into it, guys. So we're getting so sidetracked right now. Let's bring the energy back. Let me take a sip of water and let's go. All right, so Trevor Lawrence. Oh, we're about to be. Sit back for a second because we're about to be off the rails. Pick 25, Trevin Morick. All right. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Merrick. Merrick. Thank you very much for the correction. You told me that. You know why? Why, why I tell you that? Because you watch the tape. Thank you very much. Watch watch the tape. Shirts coming out uh, pretty soon, everybody, by the way. So Trevor <laughs> Once Merrick. I get the shock your mock shirts yeah, out. Yeah. So Trevor Merrick, pick 25. Uh, you know, kind of a no-brainer. If he falls to you, I feel like you can't pass this dude up. It's a draft need alert. Stolen Mel Kuyper. And Mel Kuyper, I'm coming to see you, by the way, because you stole the, the... No, no, no. I think it was Get Up that did it. Okay, but it was with Mel Kuyper, though. Well, yeah, because yeah. Mel Kuyper's draft well, was out. Mel. So, yeah. Somebody's getting sued at oh, the end yeah. of the day. Well, someone's someone's hey, going to pay royalties. Why not go the uh, the pretty common way and just sue everybody? Every, everyone's <laughs> getting sued, yeah. I mean, everyone's an equal opportunity sewer um, aficionado. Okay, pick number 33, Travis Etienne, uh, running back out of Clemson. Now, Brent, you know how I feel about it, right? People seem to forget James Robinson. But if we're at pick number 33, an explosive guy, a guy that can catch the balls out of the backfield, I'm not mad at Travis Etienne at pick number 33. Really? Okay, there I said it. But here's what I'm mad about. And do I dare say pissed off about? Whoa. Yeah. I'm Reaching mad. at a level of mad. Yeah. I, I, I'm upset. I'm outraged because look at this draft right now. Look at picks one, two, and three. Look, I'm telling you, look at picks one, two, and three. Look at what we're dealing with. We got Trevor, Trevon, and, and Travis. There's no way. Okay? There's no way that a guy who had, I mean, literally, the first time I pronounced Caleb on Chason's name right was today. Okay? <laughs> All up until then, Caleb on Chason, Chason. Today was the first day. Caleb on. Today was the first day I actually pronounced Chason's name right. And you mean to tell me I got to go Trevor, and then Trevon, and then Trevon? There is no possible way. So I'm not sure if this guy was trying to be funny. Not sure if this is a real thing, but I cannot accept this. Okay? From from my own well-being and my personal health and my mental health, Brent, we're not accepting this. Okay? So trash so far. 
absolutely trash. Uh, hey, players, DJ Delphonic, I kind of like the alliteration go, of Trevor, Trevon, and Travis. Uh, of course, you and you haven't seen The Office, so you guys aren't friends because this guy would never hang out with you. Yeah, so stop trying to be nice true. to him, okay? Uh, that is he true. doesn't watch The Office, okay? So don't worry about this dude. <laughs> with that being said, I hate it. I hate picks one through three. I mean, I like Trevor Lawrence. I'm saying I like I like Mary and I like ETN, but I don't like the back to back to back Tommy Namsky, Trevons, Trevet, Travises, or Trevors. I'm already having problems with it. Maybe it's, we'll get to uh, their middle names. Maybe we should. Maybe or the second or juniors or something like that. Maybe Trevor Lawrence can name his son junior or like you know what I'm saying and then senior. Okay. Look at all this offensive love. Here we go. Pick number forty five. You know how I feel about that offensive love too. A little too much. But pick number forty five, Rondale Moore, the dark horse out of Purdue, Brent. You know how I feel about Rondale Moore. All right. A couple months ago I said Scott's my dark horse. And now where is he at? Mel Kuyper's top ten essentially. Not really because what he's going forty five, sixty something. Whatever, man. I think Rondale I Moore. I kinda like more this forty five hole right here. Like that's not that's if seems like really there. good value there for more. If, if he falls I don't like there, him at 25 and 33 yeah. as much. If he falls there, so be it. But I'm, I'm going to be honest. I, I'm, I'm missing that Pat Fryermuth little pick right there. right? Because we, we're getting so comfy and so cozy at Pat Fryermuth right there. I guess he fell at pick number 65. Let's go down. He didn't. Brevin Jordan, pick 65. Out of Miami. Did a little research on, by the way, this guy once again. This guy's a Miami fan. He's got a Miami shirt on in this picture. So I know where he's going with there. He, he homered up. So he homered up. He's off the the Fryermuth bandwagon. So once again, everybody, uh, for the second day in a row, you guys are all going to be neglected with a Pat Fryermuth fun fact. Stay tuned tomorrow. Hopefully somebody fesses up and picks Pat Fryermuth. Now, Brevin Jordan, it is a draft need alert. And I'm not mad at it. Gregory Rousseau. I, <laughs> oh, that, you know how that would, yeah, you know how I feel about him. With all due respect to him. Um, with Brevin Jordan, you know how I feel about him. We talked about him a couple times. Athletic. Could be that game threat. Uh, could be that game changer, per se. Probably a little more athletic, I would even say, than Frymuth coming out of the, the draft right now. I like Jordan because at least getting off the bus, you look pretty good. That's a good point. That's a good point. There's this guy, hopefully like, he, he looks like Tarzan. Hopefully he plays like Tarzan as well. So there might have been a message board back today that my dress profile looks like Tarzan plays like Jane. And I don't want to say I don't want to say who that was. All right. I don't I don't want to say to who that was, what website that was. Uh, BigBlue.com. It was um, Giants thing. It is what it is. I saw it. Wasn't impressed by it. And I still remember it to this day. All right. Next pick. Pick 106. Uh, ben Cleveland. Interior offensive line, Georgia. Now, listen. When we're talking about interior offensive line, but you think about what, 6'3", 6'4", possibly. Ben Cleveland is 6'6", 343. Big dude. I, I have never seen – I haven't checked the tape, okay? I, I haven't watched the tape on Ben Cleveland, but I see the numbers, and the numbers impress me. But the name sounds made up. <laughs> ben Cleveland sounds like the most artificial name ever for a football player. Like, Ben Cleveland was like the fake ID that you used to get back in, in the bars and in high school. Like, I just, like, I, you, you ben Cleveland, like, if you could pick any name to get in the, uh, with a fake ID, it's Ben Cleveland. I just hope his middle initial is N. <laughs> ben and Cleveland. Ben and Cleveland. I'm just saying it, it's a fake name. I, he's a real player, but I don't appreciate the name. That's a fake ID name if I ever heard one, by the way. Shout out to, shout out to Bruisers and Stevens Point. Never never card you. Never check your ID. Don't worry. They're, they're shut down now, probably because of that reason. But shout out to Bruisers and Stevens Point. Uh, Bruisers, cut the check. Walker Little, pick 130. So if we could get In Ben and Cleveland and Walker Little. No, okay, no. <laughs> Walker Little is, 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 once again, I'm not a big fan of the name. Stanford guy, though, okay? Stanford guy, keep in mind. Gritty, gritty type of dude. Left tackle. But he's a top 60 guy. 
he's not falling to pick 130. I looked at Mel Kuyper's mock draft this morning. He has him going, I think, number 63. Uh, overall. So there's no way Walker Little is going to fall to pick 130. So, once again, I think this is like an all-name type of mock draft here. I kind of like it. Because, listen, like, who who did he do this with? I I don't see AWS. I don't see... Provo- I think this is all made up, Brent. I think this guy, playing a joke on us, trying to make fools of you and me, said, hey, let's have the all-name team and try to run one by Austin and Brent. Well, it's not going to happen on my watch. Patrick Jones is second going. Avery Thomas, pick 170, cornerback Michigan. And then last but not least, Taron Jackson, edge, Coastal Carolina, pick number Shanta 249. Clear. The Chanticleers. You think he's got a mullet? <laughs> no, I doubt it. Probably not. You never know. So with that being said, and, and we analyze this whole thing now, there's a lot to like about this. Yeah, there is this. a lot to like. But I don't like the Trevor, Trevon, Travis thing, okay? I don't like Ben Cleveland and Walker Little, the names. Walker Little is not going to go pick 130. Like, there's a lot to like, but it's not realistic. So we're living in a fantasy land, okay? We're we're, we're, we're drinking out of Dunder Mifflin cups because you think you work there, all right? It's a made-up show. Okay, it was funny for the first three or four seasons, but then it kind of got stale and mundane. Kind of like your mock draft, where the first couple picks, one and two, they were great. And then I started to see what, you, what, what the goal was, and then you kind of lost me a little bit, man. So for that reason, I can't co-sign on this mock draft. I wish I had a cool office quote to say, but I didn't really watch it that much. Like, I got it, but it's not being about the office. It was like, it's like taking Cheers and putting it in a parking lot. No, Cheers is about the bar. The office should be about the office. Overrated show, overrated mock draft. Brett, go ahead and finish him off. DJ Delphonico, back to the office. Uh. Your mock has been shot. Uh. We're going to take a break. Football at 5 coming up. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I will send you a shirt, though. And you can wear that one instead of the Miami Hurricane shirt, just there in case go. we don't take Brevin Jordan. There you go. And maybe send him a Penn State shirt, too, for Pat Fryermuth. 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 Fun facts. Maybe returning yep. on a Wednesday. We'll I hope find so. out. Ben in Cleveland, walk a little. Kind of like that. Could have gone places with that. <laughs> Trevor, Trevon, Travis. We'll be back. Brent and Austin and Coos. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 6-9.